We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Backliners podcast. Nice. We got one out of two correct. It's Gormizer and it's oh, Barracuda. Gore gets to be himself tonight. Uh, unfortunately, okay, so here's the deal. This is on me, I'd like to say. Um, the prediction guys asked, do we need an overlay, as they always do, um, before show. And I said, nope, we've had Gore on recently. We should be A-OK. And I did not realize that that was the episode where Barry wasn't here and we had Mike <laughs> instead. So, Gormizer is actually in the right spot. Uh, Barra is here, but uh, on the nameplate, on stream... It says PBM. But I've really decided, guys, that having our overlay be wrong in some way is no longer an accident. It's actually intentional and part of our brand. This is, like, what we do on the backliners. So, as our far as I'm concerned, it's to, good. It's to be messy and not professional while trying to maintain some level of professionalism while mm. also not having any. Mm. Okay. I would say I was I was kind of viewing it as the opposite here, Barry, which is I think really? to your point maybe. I was thinking it of it, of it as <laughs> that we don't we're clearly not taking ourselves too seriously. We're just kind of going with the flow, doing our uh-huh. thing, and we just so happen to have some pretty professional ways of phrasing things or, mm. or expressing our opinions from time to time. You just describe commentary. Yeah, you think so, Gord? Do you think uh, either yeah. of us? If you had to choose, who would be a better <laughs> caster between me and Barra? Who would you choose? No, just, I just don't based know. on a gut feeling. <laughs> Could you like guess? I don't know. Just maybe, maybe throw yeah, it like out. out of the out of the two of you, which one would be like a better commentator? Yeah, yeah. Just, like just in general, in your opinion, yeah. Like, yeah, don't like get it especially wrong. like factoring in like on camera work and like history and things like that. Right? Mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. if you feel like you need to, but you. <laughs> I don't, don't know. Barra's like to. my favorite guy to interview, so I will say he's real good on camera. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. I've often told Barry that he could uh, he could cast like, if he wanted to. I think the media day that we're supposed to do this week is the Bolts, and, and Dave's out of town, mm-hmm. so like I, I'm doing the team check in, and. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely candid. I hate doing content like that because sometimes it feels like you're just like pulling teeth trying to get answers. But they were like, "Oh, it's the bolts," and I'm like, "Oh, this is free. I'm gonna ask like two questions and then I'm gonna get thirty minutes of, of talking from them. It doesn't matter." It's true. The bolts are the easiest team to do content with. I don't think there's. I don't think it's that close uh, for who the easiest team to do content is with. We're great yappers. <laughs> yeah, you guys yap up a storm. I attribute it to mandatory fun time. Have you guys had to do any mandatory fun time this year? No, but I think we need to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we need to. You're calling we it in. Have a, 
Yeah, I think, you know, we need some special reinforcements, you mm. know, some care packages, and I think mandatory fun time is the right way to go about solving some of the problems we're having. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, I've got an idea for the mandatory fun time, Barry, but I'm going to keep yeah. that to post-podcast. Uh, so I'm uh, asking oh. for my idea afterwards. I'll be able to... I've got, a, I've got an idea that could really... Okay, this is gonna make it sound so much worse than it is. Never mind. I'm just stopping. Yeah, really I don't know where I'm going. I don't. I don't want to do it. Uh, Wait, turn around from the ledge. Oh, uh, you know what? Fine. No, no. I'm going back to the ledge, baby. Here I go. I'm going back oh, to no. the ledge. The best way I think for you guys to all get closer is if you all start saving money on your wireless service, Barry. Is if you start using Mint Mobile, of course, is who I'm talking about, guys. You're getting upset and screaming because you're paying too much. For your mobile service. He's got a good point here. Instead, you should be using Mint Mobile, the only company that cuts out the middleman. They don't need these stupid brick and mortar stores. They just send the savings directly to you. They don't need traditional retail, guys. And here's the deal with it. You still get the best nationwide network. You get to keep your existing phone number. You get to keep all your contacts. You get to keep your phone. What could possibly... This is going to make your team environment so much better barry and and i can't believe you haven't told everyone on your team yet because you're a mint mobile customer look i have but sometimes the dents are pretty hard to get through so you just Mm. gotta keep yelling and i Mm -hmm. think eventually i mean i think you're on to something right here yeah you know it could be mint fun time right Uh, oh yeah think about it your phone almost it, like with Mint, it would always have service, right? So therefore, it's always mandatory fun time. You oh, you're never sad true. ever again. Oh my god! Yeah. You get to Next send level. each other some right. good memes and all that kind of stuff, and you don't have to worry Take about clothes. it. Yeah. At only fifteen dollars a month, I mean, that's Just, like three subways footlongs. Uh, wait, are they still five dollars? <laughs> almost certainly not. I actually realized the other day that I haven't had a subway sub in legitimately years. And I was like, I'm going to go to Subway one of these days and just, just to try it. Um, mm-hmm. That was months ago, and I have not been able to convince myself to go to Subway and eat a sub yet. I just haven't. Isn't their bread classified as, like, cake somewhere? In the, yeah, in Ireland. Yeah. Because it's got too much sugar in it. Yeah. It's too much, <laughs> I think. You want a cake sandwich? <laughs> Sometimes, Sorry, Subway. Yes. Sponsor. Yes. <laughs> Subway sponsor the show, by the way. I love uh, cake. Yeah, surely us marketing your subs as cake, as meat between cake is a good thing for you. I can only assume that's what you want based on the evidence that I'm being given here. All right, let's get back to who's, who's actually sponsoring the show. Of course, it's Mint Mobile to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash backliners. That's mintmobile.com slash backliners. Cut your wireless bill to just 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash backliners. That might be one of our earliest ad reads of the year so far. Yeah, you're okay with guard. It. Yeah, yeah, I, I got it. I got it. The whole point of this for me is not necessarily to um, deliver the ad in the best way, but in the mm. way that get that elicits the most reaction from Barra and mm. whoever, whatever guests we have. That's what's in. Uh, that's what's important to me more than anything else. I will be honest, I didn't expect this one. Completely honest, you caught me off guard this time. Normally I can like I can sniff it out just a little bit, uh-huh. like just a, yeah. a sniff. Mm-hmm. But you threw me like right under the bus on this one. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like I thought you were going to a different ledge and you uh-huh. went to like that. Well, here yeah. I am. You caught know what I'm gonna card. do, Barry? You know what I'm gonna do? You know what I think would be fun? Is if I'm I'm gonna send you the mint mobile copy 
And yeah. I just want you to rip one. Not necessarily next week or the week after that. Or even the week after that. <laughs> In two months, Barra's going to yeah. do the best <laughs> mint. Yeah, I'm going to say, hey, everyone, welcome to the Backlighters podcast. And Barra's going to cut me off in the middle of my intro with a mint mobile ad. <laughs> and I'm going to be dumbfounded. I'm going to be completely forgotten. Uh, and I think that's going to be good content for us. So remind me to send you the, the copy after this. Yeah. I think that would be funny. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about this, uh, this SPL kickoff land, shall we? We previewed it last oh, week. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. We said that we did not expect a whole lot of, and we got it. Super serious play, and I think that we uh, we hit the nail on the head there um, a little uh-huh. bit. I, I, we can't be going match by match here. Obviously, that's not going to work. Uh, there, there's yeah, just not enough to to bite into. I mean, being honest with chat, I didn't care mm. after we lost, and mm. I was at the gym checking in on the games. And every time I checked, Harry had about four more deaths. So, (laughs) and then on the way home, actually, no, it was after I got home, I was checking in the last of the day. I don't even remember who was playing. I think it was like Titans Warriors or something. Yes, correct. And I was like, there were eight kills in the first, like, two minutes of a game. And I'm like, what? What? A lot. What am I supposed to, like, dissect here? Like, nothing i don't and know you weren't and even that... casting no the, yeah. you weren't even casting i will be honest uh i as expected oh. um you know i was i was really excited for spl to get started i'm still very excited for spl to, yeah. to get started uh, i was excited for um the scc land and qualifiers and all that kind of stuff uh and you know i definitely already miss that end of it a little bit um, but I was watching these games, and all I could think was, "Man, am I glad am I not ca- um, that I'm not casting this? Man, I, am I so glad?" I do think there was a point I looked at Dave. It was oh, it was for the third fourth matchup. Uh huh. And we were walking to the desk after like the the first game, and I looked at him and I was like, "What the hell am I even supposed to talk about here?" <laughs> like I was like I like nothing happened in the game. I think there was like a, a gold fury steal with an atlas ult that was kind of cool, but like. It was like there's there's no meat, there's no substance to break down. So when we got on the desk, we just kind of didn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I liked that. That was fun yeah. for me. From what I I did not get to watch a whole lot. I was pretty busy this weekend. Um, but I I watched a lot of fr- on Friday, and I think that that you guys did uh, did a good job. You know, your job is to be there and entertain, and uh, and I was entertained at the very least so um i think it was <laughs> successful in that uh, in that regard <laughs> Sorry, See, and that's, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i'm excited dude this week it's gonna be nothing but new picks we're, yep. we're talking like yeah. anubis jungle for the first time yep. maybe ever in the sbl I, it's gonna be nuts that's all i can can imagine yeah i love aurora had the best post event tweet by a mile uh and steve's follow-up was an absolute slam dunk of course i'm actually gonna read aurora's tweet verbatim because i liked it so much um, that I want to make sure. It was sure a I get really this. good tweet. Absolutely perfectly. Um, <laughs> I almost I I did I thought your top one Aurora was your pinned tweet, and so I almost read this tweet about a stink bug landing on your face, <laughs> <laughs> which would have been really troll. Um, all right, Aurora said, uh, "Fun weekend, GGs to all the teams we played. Excited for SPL next week. Can't wait to see all the hidden strats that people are talking about." Uh, and then Steve again uh, with a with a slam dunk response. 
said, if you stand on the enemy obelisk, you can take their flower, but don't tell anyone top secret, uh, which I thought was very funny. Uh, yeah, I think we talked about it a little bit last week. I'd yeah. like to reiterate, I think this whole narrative of showing secret strats and that kind of stuff is is complete nonsense. I don't buy it for an absolute second. Um, I just don't I just don't buy that argument whatsoever. Um, I, I just don't... I thought that, like, Barra, your guys' set up against the Dragons was a perfect example of what every set should have been this week. And and th- there could have been more sets like that later on in the week. I admittedly did not get a chance to watch, so I can't comment on them. But of the matches I watched on Friday, uh, your set versus the Jade Dragons, were you guys playing buttoned-up perfect smite? No. Were you guys hard trolling maybe panda cat a little bit by dying to gold fury but we we don't have to talk about that too much uh it was it, it was basically like streaming scrims was the was the vibe that i yeah, got and, that, and yep. that's and i think that that is fine i think that that is an acceptable product to be putting out for this type of event um and i just don't mm-hmm. i just don't understand why more teams couldn't do it like that and that's uh that's my feeling on it yeah, I mean, we were literally, like, getting in the booth to begin with, and it was just, like, our understanding, like, we did zero prep going into this event. Like, sure. we basically just said, let's just play, like, our comfort picks, like, play what we want to play, like, whether it's, like, ranked or scrims or, like, whatever, like, let's just pick what we want to pick. If we want to practice something, let's just, no thought about it, let's just pick it and just see how yeah. it goes. I know and... some of the teams... Like, when I got the chance to talk to them, I don't think you guys were included in this, but, like, there were people mm-hmm. who were moving, so it was, like, for some of them, they were, like, yeah, literally, like, this is awesome experience because we we genuinely haven't gotten to play so much in the last two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was a fun event, but I think there was so much, like, I don't know if, like, backlog is the right word, but just, like, like, tension, mm-hmm. I guess, or, I, I don't know, it was just a weird event <laughs> overall, I think. Yeah. I mean, I feel like us and Dragons and Leviathans, I'm not sure how many other teams. I think Titans, like, took it, like, semi-seriously, but not, like, obviously 100% serious. Sure. Um, But I don't know about Warriors. I remember seeing, like, a Apollo jungle and, like, a Zeus jungle, and I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just weird. Like, every <laughs> team's going to react to these style of tournaments differently mm-hmm. to what they want to do and what they want to show for the fans. Because I feel like you need to troll a little bit for just fun's sake, but you sure. also don't want to troll too hard. And But you also don't want to, like, sweat too hard because it's like, if you lose while sweating super hard in an event that doesn't mean anything, you just feel bad. Yep. But I don't know. There's just this weird, like, I don't know. People, I, I don't know. Yeah. It feels like one of the, 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 the ideal event to do kind of like what you had said, right? Like pick whatever gods you want. Like if you, if you had just been like, you know what? I kind of want to see if I can make like Anubis work over here in duo mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And you go in and like, you're playing it semi-seriously, right? You're not like, like you said, you're not sweating over, it, but like, you're still taking the lane somewhat seriously. And then you're like, okay. Let's see if we can gold fury at five minutes. And it's like, you're a little yeah. loose with calls, but like, you're still like, having fun with it still mm-hmm. like aiming to win but not really like caring if like oh we, it's too risky we can't make that play or else we're all gonna yep. lose and then the, the set's over it's like just play loose play the way well not the way i play casuals because i don't play attention yeah but <laughs> somewhere it's, there's a healthy medium yes yeah. 
I yeah. feel like that gray area is pretty decently sized as well. Yep. I agree. It, 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 I, I do not think it was a hard target to hit to take this event at the level that it should have been taken. Um, I don't think every team hit that very large gray area. Um, Some were very vocal about that. Too. Yeah, and that's disappointing. Um, and as I said coming into this, to the to the fellas here, uh, we'll see how worked up I get, d depending on how hot my take's going to be. <laughs> and I'm getting worked up a little bit, okay? Because there, oh, there no. was a tweet. There was a tweet that really got me, Gore. And it involved you, okay? Oh, okay. Oh, no. And it involved you. That's why you're here, Gore. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the whole reason you're here. Um, oh, look. there was a little involve me too this is all i'm gonna say about this i don't want to and, and you guys don't have to get involved whatsoever i'm not involved in the esports scene anymore um you know it's still very important to me and it's also important i want to maintain good relationships with everybody because it makes me uh able you know it opens up a better line of communication for us for me to get opinions from them and for to take that back to the design team and make the game a better thing and i and i take that very seriously however Genetics saying that taking any stats from this weekend would be really troll, uh, and that it quote unquote taints the stat pool for the year if you use any from this weekend, um, is is mind boggling to me. Uh, it was by no means required for them to have to to play the way they did. Um, and they could have, if they were worried about how it would impact their stats this year, they could have done things to remedy that. Uh, and so therefore I was absolutely flabbergasted by that statement. Um, and I take it absolutely 0% seriously. I just can't, uh, there, no fiber of my being can give that thing, that thought any credence, uh, at all. And I won't. So, and on that exact note, Barracuda, I just want you to know, you guys, you're shooting for anything faster than an 11 minute and four second fire giant this year. 11 I'm minute and four it. seconds. <laughs> Absolutely. No. That was the uh, fastest one this yeah. weekend, so I'm counting it. Absolutely. Uh, the fastest in the SBL ever is 10 minutes and 28 seconds, so we'll see what you can cook up for. Well, us. we will do something this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> just to be fast. Watch That's out crazy. for the double frenzy strats coming from the hole. It's, so uh, beat it. it's, it's just such times, a weird right? thing. I think. That was, you know, normally I have that written down and I didn't think about it. I know I was I definitely casting. Prepared. That's just crazy that uh, someone would come to a podcast unprepared. Yeah, who would ever who, do, who would ever do that? Yeah, Literally do us that. every week, by the way. Yeah, seriously. Now, every, the only reason, week. and I actually replied to that, but the only reason that tweet... Mm -hmm was really funny to me was because literally every like most blank in an SBL game has been a troll game. Like yeah. the mm -hmm. highest kill count in a single SBL game was a game that didn't matter in season three. Yep. Mike set most wards last year in a game that didn't matter. Cause he, and he just sat in base and set down wards for, for like with the chalice. Like he bought the chalice would take a couple steps out, drop all the wards, go back to base, reset it, step out, drop it. Like he would just constantly reset it. And so like, it's just one of those things where it's like, We've we've got a ton of troll games. Sometimes it's just like they're they're just fun to have the stats. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. If this is part of the the season, uh, it should get counted. Um, it, that's a, it doesn't I, count towards I, their record, but that doesn't mean it isn't part of this season. It's the kickoff tournament. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a tournament to start the season. It's not the regular season, so it, it uh, of course it's not going to count towards the record. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't want to spend any more time on it because I'm going to get too heated and I don't want to do that. That's, <laughs> that's my final. I will say, you should have heard me. So Friday was like 12 hours. Like we were there yeah, for 12 hours day. total. Mm. Yep. Um, and by the end of the day, I was... Uh, not in a great mood. Well, yeah, <laughs> any, yeah, any twelve-hour days casting are just bound to break your brain in half. Uh, it's impossible to mm-hmm. not. Um, that's uh, that's the thing right there. Um, okay, so yeah, congratulations to the Leviathans. By the way, they won the tournament. Yeah, uh, no real surprise. This is absolutely the team to beat. Um, I think we might have talked about it on the week you were gone, Vera, where the week that we had Gore and PBM here, um, and. I was saying that I think that the Leviathan should be the heaviest favorite to repeat a title since Epsilon Energy, and maybe even yeah. more so. I think more so than Epsilon Energy back season two and three, because the league structure that they, the 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 rest of the league that they are playing against oh, true. has changed so little, and they've proven that they can beat these teams easy, like easily at times, <laughs> not always, but they've proven that they can get results. More often than not, against this exact group, for the most part. Uh, And therefore, I think I would expect the Leviathans. I think there is more expectation on them than any defending champion ever because the landscape they're up against has changed the least out of any year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's a fair point as well. Um, Also, their front line is just playing on like a whole other level that we haven't seen a front line function at uh, since ever not not to be not to like sound like an exaggerating guy for a point but i genuinely feel like their three frontliners are literally (laughs) lot years ahead like wrong you scares me like i like i'm genuine like the idea of wrong you in game shakes me to my core because like he just seemed like him even ignoring solo like if you try to ignore the other side of the map just like just the duo side pressure Mm -hmm. that he can get is frightening to me and like and for a while there it felt like it was like okay cool if he gets horus if he got like yamoja if he gets any of these like three gods then we're screwed but anybody else and it's even playing field i don't know what happened in the off season but or not even the off season it happened last year too where it's just like Mm -hmm. oh man he can play anything better than all of us this is not where we want to (laughs) be yeah it is it is insane man i mean i said it literally all year last year i felt like i was saying the same thing over and over again where it's like yeah, Shinto and when it was Yarkor playing EDC or when it was Zap playing EDC, like, these guys are great players. Like, legitimately the best mm-hmm. in the league of what they do at times. But the Leviathans win their games through their front line. It is always their front line. It is always Rongyu and Panatom and Yarkor when he's in solo that are making the difference for this team. And I, and I completely agree that, that they are the difference maker for this <laughs> squad. We, um... I'm I don't I'm gonna tweet about this tomorrow, so it doesn't matter. On waiting room throughout the year, I got kinda I got bored with the idea of doing like predictions where it's like, oh hey, Bolts are playing Leviathans this week. Who do you think's gonna win? Right. Uh, and everybody would just put it. So instead And Gore, you uh, don't wanna be in those situations, you don't wanna be an exaggerating guy just to make a point. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's a thing. <laughs> never, that's such never, a f- never. bear. That just made me laugh so hard. <laughs> exaggerating guy to make a point. That is so funny. Look, uh, <laughs> People do that, man. It drives me crazy, uh-huh. and I'm always worried yeah, that but people they use, like. But yeah, but they, those have like you can call like it's a hot. You know, it's called it's making a hot take for no reason or like exaggerating just a, an exaggerating guy just to make a point. It's like 
Like, and I'm really good with words. Yeah, I guess that's true. All right, sorry, Gore. Sorry to derail no. you. Go ahead. Uh, so instead, I was, uh, there's a guy on Reddit. Uh, I have his name because I was I've been messaging him a lot. It's King Kerbis. I can't remember his exact like user, but he runs like the fantasy league on on the the micro okay. subreddit. Yep. And I like I asked him. I was like, Hey, are you cool if we use your point system? And we we ran a fantasy draft. And oh, cool. uh, the reason this ties into the conversation, so we all have like our own teams, um, which by the way, we even we even drafted coaches. So we have we, mm. we have the them in How do you here. score fantasy points for coaches? Uh every win is two points, and then if they get a two zero, they get a bonus point. So you can get five points for a set oh. from a coach. So like if you have a coach that like you know, like uh Trelly um, Trelly has Slaney, uh-huh. right? Slaney's, you know, and the Scarabs typically go three games. So you're probably, like, you're probably going to get some points off Slaney every time, but you Uh, might not get the max amounts. Right. Whereas, So you think Trolley's team sucks? Don't get, don't tell me the Uh, whole teams. Tell me who has the worst team. Uh, (laughs) J-Mac. Hold on. That was Hold on. That was not, that was not hard for him. It was a lot worse. No, oh no, he dra- he changed his mind about one of the picks. See, he like he almost That's locked in somebody. Draft- oh, no, well, no okay, like he was like he was talking about two. Gotcha. And he went with mm-hmm. one. I don't know if he, he got anything better. I think Hindu has like the most consistent. Mm. Um, because we needed a six, so I asked him on the day. And how he many? How many? So seriously, it EU was players. How many EU players does Hindu man have? Two, just two. Wow, only wow. two. I would have bet a lot of money that he would have had majority EU players because Hindu Man is a notorious EU player overrater. Uh, yeah, historically. So the the tie in for this was that all of the Leviathans got picked up almost immediately. Like Zap was a, a little delayed, mm-hmm. and it is only because all of this is based on or a lot of the Stats. points for like carries are KDAs, right? Mm-hmm. And Zap had just had a like zero in five game, right? <laughs> and so everybody was like, I don't know if we want to touch that, yeah. And so they were they were they were they were shuffled away. Um, but like it, you know, Harcourt, Shinto, Panatom, Wrong Yu were literally all the first four picks. Oxy Myth drafted Oxy in the second round, so that was. That well, was a little wild. It depends on well. First of all, Mifflin doing something that doesn't make any sense is very on brand. <laughs> but I suppose it depends on if they, I guess, like if how many points you're getting. Otherwise, that doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. There's no way that can be right. Although I have no idea what the point structure is like, so maybe it is. That sounds kind of fun. I think maybe I should draft a fantasy team. Honestly, we could. I. Well, you'd have to go through what what was left, which is probably no. I'm fun, not doing that. I'm not, I want to say it is an very OP team. Can that I, was really fun. How does it? All right, I'm going to find it on the Smite Pro website uh, on the Smite okay. Pro subreddit because um, that sounds fun. I think yeah. Uh, I think He's, I, I think they that. have like a. I think they have a Discord and everything for it. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think I might do it. That sounds really fun. Um, Who were the undrafted players? I can tell you that. No, well, that's kind of giving. Is that is? I do think it would be cool if you spoiled something. If you want to, you don't need to. Okay. Sam wanted to know what's your team, so I, my, I think you should okay, either so decide I, if you should say your it. team or the ten undrafted players. Hmm. It's less BM to just go with your team. I think I think my team is w- more interesting because when you look at the undrafted players, uh, I think a lot of it is is predictable based on. Yeah, it's going to be Valks way... players and and Warriors players, right? They were the yeah, bottom. But two, just they're... like interest, I literally there was a point I was going for support, and Neil was like, it was right before their game on, I guess on Friday, mm-hmm. and I looked at him. I was like, Neil, how are you feeling about this year? Like just mm-hmm. phase one. I was like, <laughs> if I drafted you for fantasy, how are you feeling? He goes, is it based on like KDA? And he's and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, 
don't pick me. <laughs> Cuba's playing ping pong with him, and he looks up and he goes, yeah, don't pick me either. <laughs> I love those um, guys, man. They're great. So my squad is Harcourt, because uh, I was first. Strong so I, start. I, I, that, I was, that was the first overall pick, Yarkor? Yeah. It was, yeah. It was a tie. I, it was, I had no idea if I wanted him, Shinto, or wrong you. Mm. <laughs> it was like the hardest decision. But I went for him, because he's, he's free points. Yeah. I, uh, I got Harcourt, Scream, Mm. Uh, because he he tends to perform well even when they lose, so mm-hmm. that's true. That felt that felt strong. Yep. I got Venenu, okay, um, Aurora and Netroid mm. with masked as my coach, which means Barra, I need you to mm. win a lot of games for me, man. <laughs> I mean, you didn't pick me, so uh... yeah, well, but, okay. Yeah. So here's what I need: I, I need can you to let. I was gonna say, let Vin get all the kills. Okay, you uh-huh. win the win the games, well, uh-huh. but you int real hard because you're on Myth Squad, and that oh, would just yeah. make my day. Oh, Myth Barai, pick you can, me? You can't, yeah. You can't. In fact, I think he picked you pretty high up. I have the I have the I have the draft. I'm t- I'm gonna tweet the draft or the order tomorrow. Oh, okay. Vin? Then I don't feel as bad asking you to spoil yeah. it. Uh, Myth got you in the fourth round, Barra. Wow. Fourth round. Yeah. That's okay. higher than I thought. I don't... You did I, go below a coach, Barra. I mean, that's fine. Well, Depending to be on the fair, coach, that's a fine. lot of people went below coaches. <laughs> Miff, uh, well, no, Miff, most of the coaches were, were sixth, mm. except for Oxy, who Miff took second. Yeah, that makes Mifflin's sense. Mifflin's draft order mm-hmm. was Panatom and then Oxy. Is and it? it's because he was mad that he didn't get Shinto, so he didn't know what he wanted to do. Good lord, that guy. Um, is it is KDA the most important thing uh, in uh, the fantasy league? Hold on, I've got the scoring rubric. I feel uh, like we're doing carries... an ad for the fantasy league, but I'm cool with that because it's a really cool idea. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, just, I thought it was fun. about my games. Yeah, and just um, play KDA now. Yeah, Smite Fantasy 2022. Here we go. The scores are so like your kills are two points. I know death like removes a point. Okay. Um, and then carries so your mid and your jungle and your like adc mm-hmm. get one point per 10 assists okay and then supports and solos their their kills are only per, worth 1.5 their deaths are minus 0.5 but they get 0.75 for every assist so they you know can oh, rack up those points okay and then there's like bonus points like if you have a deathless game you get extra points Oh. Uh, top damage on the team, highest assists on the team. If you're a support, highest assists in the match, kills in the game, first blood. If you get a pentakill, it's worth a ton. Things like that. Oh, and so, cool. like it, it'll it'll bounce up throughout the. Um, and you're telling me throughout the game. Uh, I'm not here to to say anything about the drafting process here, mm-hmm, Thor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just hearing what you're telling me. Yeah. And I'm thinking that none of you, the first four picks, weren't who I would pick first overall. Really? I'd pick Paul. Paul has got to yeah, be the best first uh, overall pick here, right? The KDA King. He had the best KDA, KDA like, King all yeah, last I year. I did do a whole ton. I did, I, I did reprimand myself. I did, I did not look up any Season 8 stats prior to this. Uh-huh. And when Hindu pointed that out, he then yelled at me when I tried to open a tab for it. So I decided yeah, not to, out of fairness. That's the, the yeah. the and, I think I would have also go Leviathan's Shinto. Paul. Shinto had the best KDA? Interesting. Shinto had a 5.6. Also, well, Shinto also... had like an 18.5 KDA at Worlds or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's an oh, absolute... That about right. Yeah, I will say, because you also... It's per role, right? You're not just picking five players. You're picking one player yeah. for each role and a coach. Mm-hmm. So the role strength 
matters a lot. Yeah. You know, York is a first overall pick. Definitely makes sense. And like, he's, he's probably worthy but of it. But at the thinking same time, back on it, I probably really could have gotten strong, right. Yeah. I feel like wrong. You might actually be the best first overall because I'll bet you his KDA above most other supports in the league is way yeah. higher on average. He, and he gets a ton of assists too. He's like right. three points. Right. So if it's, yeah, exactly. Like, like wild says in the chat, it's like how like quarterbacks are the most important thing in football but you don't take them first round in fantasy because there's just so many of them that get a lot of points. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. Hindu had the best first, like, because he was last in the draft. Mm-hmm. And his, so he got to go back to back. And I'm pretty sure his first two were Paul and Panda Cat. That's pretty strong. Uh, which is a that's very, <laughs> very strong two pickup. That's pretty good. That's a lot of KDA right there. Yeah, that's a lot of KDA right there. <laughs> That's a lot of kill-death-to-assist ratio, for sure. There's no doubt about that. I'm very much looking forward to seeing your teams tomorrow, Gore. Uh, I'll be definitely uh, yeah, checking in. Yeah, I, um, I could have done better. Oh, no. <laughs> I, like my, I like my squad, but I and, and you know, Barra, I love your teammates, but I do think Vin can, can be hit or miss here. Mm-hmm. I think I might be, Whoa! like, some, I think some weeks I'm going to do really great in mid, and some weeks I'm going to do, like, okay in mid. All right, Gore, listen, I mean, uh, you're yeah. the one who did this, right? You're the one who did the, the drafting. Is it on your sheets? Yes. Sounds to me like something wrong happened to your Google Sheets, man. That you, oh, no, you yeah, looked for so your weird. draft and you just couldn't How, find it. Uh... It's just not, you know, everyone could maybe piece together who they had. What do you mean? Uh, all of a sudden I just have the Leviathans? That's literally just the team I draft? Yeah, I mean, no, you, you <laughs> have to redraft. Like, that's the only real option, I think, from this position is that you just have to redraft. Like, uh, you just don't have a choice. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, getting Vin's a little troll because sometimes he's a KDA player and sometimes he's not. So and sometimes, yeah, he he likes to be an aggressive mid player, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it doesn't, doesn't do work out well. Be playing here, you know. <laughs> I mean, we can mess up Gore pretty bad now. So that's we, true. You know, we well, can rig. I will say, good news is coaches can't lose you points. So, mm-hmm. like, if you if, if if you get two owed a bunch, I don't lose points for having mass there. I only lose the points that that Vin's KDA has. There you go. I believe I believe that your team's gonna be great, Gore. Even though I don't know everyone else's. Not playing mid for the next season yeah yeah good luck over there Vin. no no bear if you're doing well that means mifflin's doing well and that is worst case oh no (laughs) that is worst case scenario you know me me yeah we'll have a bond you don't know if i want you and jake just have to gun it down and Mm -hmm. let van lass and haddocks do the carrying that's all you gotta do you know agro you've opened my eyes to something that i didn't didn't consider Uh uh-huh on most weeks when Mifflin, uh, let's like just assume he's not going to win, uh-huh. and you know, like maybe he's in top three or whatever. His There's team has people, to suck. So right, right. Uh, but if mm-hmm. his team does just like okay, he's not number one, then I don't think it's that bad, and I don't think he cares. He just like you know, we mentioned it on waiting room, and then I right. probably don't hear him say anything. Right. If Mifflin wins and has the highest points in a single week, he's gonna we won't hear the end of it yeah, for the next week. Yep. That's all we're going to talk about. Yep. <laughs> he's gonna we're, it's gonna be a desk on sunday and he's gonna be like well you happen to know you know you know barracuda you know on my fantasy team that won you know last yeah. week anyway i'm gonna do i'm about to pull out a, a mifflin impression that will blow the other casters away and gore i know you can't see my camera and discord so i need you to have the stream up and watch okay. him i've got you over here he's gonna do that thing where he comes in to the to the green oh, room dear. and he's gonna lower his glasses a little bit on his nose like this 
he's going to do this hand thing that he always does. You know what I mean? He's going to come in here and he goes, guys, who had the most fantasy points this week? And then he does this like little, kind of raises his eyebrows and tilts his head and like waits for you to answer. And you go, you did Mifflin. And he, and he goes, hmm, it seems that may be true. And chat, I, I want you to know. You could say that I'm simply the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh is spot on, dude. No. <laughs> no, I want chat to know. As you narrate it, you said he's gonna do the glasses thing, and, uh-huh. and like you, you, you dictated that, and I was like, oh right, I, I forget when he when he does that. Mm-hmm. But you said and then he's gonna do his hand thing, and I had the exact same pose <laughs> you did, and I could not see you. <laughs> I just knew what you meant because he does it so all the much. time, all the time. <laughs> yep, that's uh, that's. Shout out to the audio listeners. That was a visual gag. Yeah, isn't this good <laughs> podcast content? That's what this is—a podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm interested. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll go over my uh, my SPL fantasy team. I better get to drafting if it's starting next week. That's for sure. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about uh, our next topic or our final topic of the day, which is uh, the the second part of the SWC Worlds documentary uh, released on the Smite Pro YouTube. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, you should head mm-hmm. on over to the Smite Pro YouTube. It is it is long. There's no doubt about that. But it is you, we have never released content in this type of way before i think that people mm-hmm. are really enjoying it it is no no voiceover nothing like that it is just letting the players tell the whole story their comms from in game their comms from between games uh this is a look in at a competitive set at the competitive set um mm-hmm. like we've never been able to show before and i think it's really mm-hmm. awesome i think that people are really liking it um First, Bera, from a player perspective, I did want to get your thoughts on this type of content. Um, how, as a player, does this type of thing make you feel? Um, well, I don't know if it was like <laughs> if the players knew that it was coming out, because I had no idea <laughs> that any sort of this style of documentary or comms being recorded and being used is, uh, I had no idea it was happening. Um, as a fan, I love it, but also as a competitor, I love it because now you can kind of see the interworkings of specific teams mm-hmm. and that is a really cool concept to me. I'm not sure if it's a good idea overall, because I like the more like, uh, I guess like clips of comms versus like an overall documentary mm-hmm. of comms mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm a little scared that it might give too much away. Sure. I'm, it basically just showed like how good of a leader Zap is in my opinion, yeah. which I personally already knew. Right. Um, but I, it was just shown to everyone else. Yeah. So I, I like that the fans can now have a, obviously a, closer look but as a competitor i'm not 100 percent sure how much i like it or dislike it you know yeah i think that's fair gore go ahead i wanted i actually wanted to ask you about this because i was, I was thinking about mm-hmm. this earlier and, and aggro i think me and you have similar thoughts on this because we worked on the same same side of things mm-hmm. but because you know barrett i'm assuming like you're you still think of this because you've been doing this for a long time so like you you've done like a bunch of interviews mm-hmm. you've done a ton of content like you you've had the top to the bottom a, a range of everything and I still imagine that for you, it, you know, it's it's still the competition, right? Like you're you're still mm-hmm. like you when you get your paycheck. If you were described what you're doing, it is to play the games, 
and not necessarily like how I view it, which is like what I think it is, is like me and you in a way are like coworkers and our mm-hmm. job is to put out a product. The product happens to be, yep. you know, the SBL and like we're working on different parts of it. But like the idea is to try and make it as as entertaining, whether that's informative or funny, depending on like the game, things like that. And so mm-hmm. it's that, that idea where it's like if this is good content because it's an interesting look, is it worth it? even if it sacrifices a little of the competitive nature because as a whole product, it makes it better. Or is it worse because maybe like everything's based on that competitive part. If it makes that a little worse then everything goes down. Yeah. I think it gives a lot away, especially for like, I mean, I'm not going to say like, because that came out, Leviathans are going to be way worse or like they gave everything away that they're doing. But I do feel like it helps out a lot of other teams that were kind of looking for how to lead a game and mm-hmm. how your comm should be. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as Shanex said in chat, like he was talking about shot callers would be fully against that. And I agree with him because it does give it like just that specific. I don't know. There's just team comms are very scary thing i think in smite to give away and people have always been very defensive about comms and smite being given away because it just shows everything your team values and how your personalities inside the team work but i mean from a like a purely content perspective it's a great thing like i absolutely love it yeah right like the content but i also hate the content because i'm a competitive (laughs) player right and like I, if this was like, your world's finals, you'd have you'd probably not be as happy with it. Yeah, I'd be like, well, I mean, it's cool that we won, but I mean, like that kind of shows exactly how Leviathans works behind mm-hmm. the scenes. And I mean, they're not going to lose games, I don't think, because of it. I mean, maybe they. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. it's just a weird spot for me because I love the content, and I I watched it this morning, and I was like really enjoying it the whole time, and I like watch back like how zap approached several different situations and i took a lot away from it as well mm-hmm. um because my like as i've gone on i think my shot calling has gone down in terms mm-hmm. of like how much i shot call but i think i learned a lot from him for like specific things to say mm. and yeah i i, I don't know it's, <laughs> yeah. it's you give a an really exa- weird can you give spot. an example i mean it's public right so can you give an example of like a, a a way to say something that you think zap was doing better that you learned from no i will not fair enough <laughs> I, um, I all i'll say is i did see a tweet of someone saying that like zaps comms and i thought this too was like the perfect example of like he got he said what needed to be said he did it mm-hmm. in as like few words as possible and in a, like authoritative voice so it got done yep and i was like damn that mm-hmm. was that's nice <laughs> yeah here's what i'll say i i certainly respect was and understand um the your viewpoint Vera, and i think mm-hmm. i i definitely empathize with it um mm-hmm. i don't think it's a non-issue i do think that there is a world that is not unachievable where everyone can be very happy and it will require some compromise on both sides there will probably be small things that you guys wouldn't want to get aired that will need to be aired uh for the best content possible and there will be things that we want to air that we can't um or i say we they uh that they cannot (laughs) but 
I think that the big thing is that it, 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 it just going into it with this mindset of yes, it, you know, it, it can't be, I'm on, I'm going to be the only one to get my way. And I mean that sincerely to both sides that, that it needs to be a, a compromise on both ends. And I don't think it's even that hard. Um, I think that every team in the SPL has a coach. Um, I think that if they were to do these a little bit more regularly, uh, I think that is well within a coach's purview to be given, um, you know, the, the film relevant to their team and be given the opportunity to say, Hey, this is what we want to use. Uh, can we get your sign off on this? And I think that the coach again, will need to understand that there's going to need to be compromise. But I think that the, the big thing overall is that the team making these videos and the pros need to be on the same page that they are not, that, that no one is putting this in here, any type of content to make your team have a better chance at losing, to make a player or a team look bad. That is not the goal. The goal is to make the best content possible and the, and to, and to have a mutual respect there between the two sides. I think that one of the reasons why the, the roster apocalypse documentary that, that I was pretty heavily involved in two years ago uh, was really successful because that was the most, um, that was the most in-depth and open, I think, that players had ever been uh, when it comes to interviewing mm -hmm. about their team decisions and that kind of stuff. Uh, and it obviously made the content a lot better. And I think that we were able to make that in that way because the players trusted me uh, and the editing team to not intentionally make them look bad or anything like that. We were just there to tell the whole story. And there were multiple players who we did the interviews with who then said afterwards, Hey, I don't want you to use that. Or like, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, can you, can you cut that part out? And what my response was every single time was, I promise you, I won't use it unless I think I need to, I will let you know if it makes it into the final cut. And I just want it. If it does make it into the final cut, I will try to explain to you why I think it's necessary. I will only use it if it's mm -hmm. necessary for me to tell the story I want to tell. And there was one, there was one clip in particular. I won't name the player who he said immediately afterwards. I don't want you to use that. I told him exactly what I just said. And then his thing did make it into the final cut. And I said, Hey, we're going to use, I'm, you're going to, we're going to have my question. You hear my question, you hear your full answer. And I think that, I know you didn't want us to use it, but I think it's really important because it, it rounds out this storyline and gives it that overall like flavor that I think is important to the story. And that player said, mm -hmm. I understand and I agree. I'm fine with it. You can use it. And I think that's just like the way that you need to go about it, right? It needs to be that amount of like communication and understanding and respect. And if that player had told me, I'm still not comfortable with you using it, we would have cut it. And I think the product would have been worse. But it would have opened, the, mm -hmm. but it keeps the door open for more content like that in the future mm -hmm. uh, to, to be made. And I think that's like the big thing to keep in mind is it's not always about this exact piece of content. It's about does this keep our bridge open for all the content afterwards, I think is, is the really mm -hmm. the big thing. That's fair.
That's my opinion. I, mean, I, I agree with that as long as like the teams knew that this was happening and the teams knew that the documentary was coming out and was under complete understanding. Because mm-hmm. I remember there's, I don't know, I remember what year it was, but there was one time that uh, the full team's comms were streamed for a whole game. Oh, that was I don't remember good. what year that was, but it was like the teams didn't even know that their comms were being streamed that day. They were just like, oh yeah, like by the way, your whole team comms for that whole game were streamed. Yeah, I don't that's remember, uh, not yeah. ideal. That was I will say, my time, for sure. I, I do think everything in that booth, like the, the cameras that are on you guys and then all of the audio in there, I believe mm-hmm. gets recorded like like no matter what. Yep. But I don't think, like, and I think it's like, if they think it's worthwhile, someone could judge through them. Like, that's how Jithens every now and then finds, like, the, hey, this was really funny when Laz, like, there was one, La- like, Lazbert dove a tier two last year, and, like, he sent it to you guys, or someone sent, reached out and was like, hey, is it, are you okay if we post this clip? Mm-hmm. And you were like, yeah, post it with the, the, the player comms. I think we had a few of them that were turned down, yep. for, you know, for that exact reason. But, like, I do think everything gets recorded, and I think it is in that, that exact area of, like, Cool. Now that it's like whenever the the video team edits, you know, all of the Titans clips, mm. they should ship that to the Titans and just make sure. And yep. Much like you said, Agra, like there's that balancing point of like, okay, this is in there because this is the story we're trying to tell. Right. But you don't want X and Y in there. We can take these as long as like, and, but we got to keep this, even yep. though you might not want this one. You just, you got to find the balancing point. And I think Jameson, because I think Jameson edited these. He mm. does a great job. So yeah, Jameson's good. Yeah, it was really good. I like the, um, I think it's like called like mic check in League or something, where mm-hmm. it's like a snippet of like each week's comms, yeah. and I love that idea. Yeah. One of Just like funny my... moments or high moments. When we did the Paladins tournament in Vegas, the guy that was running it was like an ex-NFL um, like a producer. Mm-hmm. And so like he, like he would, he's in there, like they, they had the same kind of crew, the same kind of setup. It was really sick. But he loved player comms. And he did not care about whether or not the players wanted it out there. But so they'd record it. And then we'd go to a break. It'd come back. We'd do the desk. And then, you know, during the next five minutes when we were down, it'd be, here's, like, player comms during the end of the game. Here's player comms during that crucial take back, you know, of a point that was really mm-hmm. important on Bright March or whatever. And, like... I remember the players weren't exactly happy with it, but at the same time, it wasn't a high res thing. So we were like, "Dude, I don't know. I'm not going to go tell the NFL guy he can't do this." Yeah, for real. (laughs) Well, that's what I was going to say earlier. Is that you know, when it comes to traditional sports or even other esports, you listen to interviews with league players; they are way more open about their strategies than Smite players Mm -hmm. are. They are not afraid to tell you, "We only like this champ on red side. We only like picking this champ if they've already locked in." their bot lane because we think it can get hard countered by certain bots like they are very open with their strategies and there is just just plainly more at stake because there's more money on the line right um Mm -hmm. and i think that follows traditional sports where you know you fall you you follow these teams like what you you talk about the you talk about the 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 brooklyn nets and it's like yeah you know what are you gonna do uh, up, you know, tonight with the up against your opponent or whoever, and they're like, "Yeah, we're probably gonna like give Kevin the, Durant the ball a lot, and uh, we're gonna like let him score. Like that's kind of the game plan." And it's not, 
you know, there are intricacies, certainly. I'm not saying there aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are there are fine details. And, you know, for the league comparison, there are picks that go way under the radar that no one ever sees until it's time. You know, like, there are those sorts of things. But at the end of the day, I pr- I've preached extensively on this podcast and when I casted about team identity and just buying into that. If your team identity is solid enough, teams should know what you're going to do. Like, Barra, mm-hmm. when teams play against the Bolts, when you guys are playing well, you know Lazarus is going to pick a tanky initiating jungle. You guys are going to play through duo pressure. Haddix is going to pick an initiating solo laner. And that's how you guys are going to play the game. And that's not a secret. You could come out and say that the day before. Because you basically do with the way you draft. Everyone knows it. It's just that your identity and the way you execute is too you're too good at it and they and they still lose and that's the mark of a great team i don't think that a lot of things like that actually matter if you're executing on the level you should like all you yeah that's that's just the way i do (laughs) that's just how leviathans are in my Mm -hmm. opinion right now like i feel like you basically every time you play leviathans in a tournament you know exactly what they're gonna play most of the time like, yeah. you know how they're going to play it, but right. they're just so good at it. That's just like, okay, we know exactly what they're going to pick and ban, how they're going to play the map, and we still can't beat them. Right. That's what and... great teams do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what great teams do. You know, in football, you know a team's got a great running back. They're going to run the ball on you. It doesn't let, It doesn't make it any easier to stop. They still, they still jam it down your throat, and you still lose to it. Like, it's the exact same thing. Um... So I, I, I do think that teams are overall too secretive about what they want to do. I understand why it takes a long time to break those types of habits. Mm-hmm. But I just think Smite is at a point now where the, you know, it's not a coincidence that you know what the Leviathans are going to do. <laughs> um, it's not a coincidence that uh, they pick similar things and they play the same style and they just beat you anyways. Um, they just that that's who they they understand their team identity and they pick to it and they play to it every game and that's why they win more than other teams and um, that there's and i think there's something and this this is this is entirely from my perspective of it that i l- would love that and part of the reason i think it's fun to do pre-game and post-game interviews for the leviathans is because they are very open about it yep uh because like i think there was even a point where we laughed and like we memed with them when we were like yeah so you guys just play the tier list and they go yeah if it's good we're gonna play whatever's up like we don't care and, and yep. you know we would talk to him about that and like i know because like and, and barry you can you can probably attest to this like we don't typically ask a lot of very hard-hitting pre-game interview questions no and it's mainly because it's mainly because ask... no one writes them down beforehand gore that's a burn ah, to the cast hold on hold on wait but that's a caster burn i, I write mine down it. yes gore has always been the best very guy. specifically i've been yelling at people to do it now thank you uh, someone's gotta because do it now, but I, um and you know what i got jmac too Good. and that made me happy so Good. at least Good i got you. at least one now i just gotta get dave too and we're set um which he like he's half and half yeah sometimes they do but <laughs> sometimes it's that it's so it's weird because like you know sometimes like if i want to ask you if a new patch drops and there's something mm-hmm. that that affected hunters i have to think how can i ask about this update that isn't so pointed that i, I that you are giving something away that you wouldn't want to but still gets an answer that's like useful mm-hmm. and those, mm-hmm. and that's where it gets like weird. And it's like, if there was like a, you know what, 
I know Bera's going to talk to me about anything. Hey, Bera, Shibalanke got, got <laughs> you like, you crit on every ability now all of a sudden. Ooh. How do you feel about that? And then you just went, oh, oh yeah, you know what? I think this is blank, 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 and I'm going to pick him every game that I can. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cool. Gord, that was, that, that's a, that's has energy. crit on every ability? Is that what you said? Yeah, that's what I, that's okay. what I did say. Crit that's pretty good. On every yeah. Even his ult. That's oh, the one that's God. wild. Even his ult. <laughs> just an instant crit on everybody. <laughs> Programming I is used... not going to be happy about that one. <laughs> I used to care a lot about, like, answering those questions and, like, yeah. trying to hide things. And now I just, like, tell you straight up what I think most of the time. Because I'm like, yeah. people won't know if I'm trolling or not. Right. Or, like, if they're really listening to a Barracuda interview to think, like, to try to, like, learn about Shablonk darts getting lowered by two seconds or whatever, yeah. like... Good for you, bud. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, congratulations, I guess. But, like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's so much deeper than that. And I can give answers, like, without giving everything away mm-hmm. while still answering your question. So I think I've just gotten better at it over the, year, yeah. over the years. Because in the beginning, I would, like, freak out and, like, Oh no! I can't give anything away. Like yeah. I need to, like want everything like chest yeah, type. That's a good but point. That's like, a good point, Gore. Let's let's say yeah. theoretically, man. It's so hard for me to like give theoreticals now because people could think that we're working on something. I want to okay. everyone to be very clear. This has nothing to do with anything that's in development. This is purely a hypothetical. Okay. Let's say mm-hmm. crit gets buffed to the roof. Okay. Yeah. It's obvious. Maybe not even obvious to everyone, but it. It seems like crit is going to be the meta now, right? And that's mm-hmm. what's going to determine what's good and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that for the pregame interviews, if you're interviewing a hunter, it shouldn't have to be, hey, do you think hunter, you know, oh, crit got changed. Do you expect to see a lot of crit or something like that? It should be like, hey, is like is crit going to be meta now? And I think, if, I think a player, if they're about to play, even if the other team is watching on their monitors in the booth, which I don't think, I don't know if we allow them to or not. We shouldn't if we do. Um, we do. Okay, we shouldn't. Um, they shouldn't. Not me anymore. Uh, <laughs> that should just be, yeah, I think crit's going to be meta now. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wh- what does that lose you? You know, especially, the more obvious it is especially, but even when like, I also, I don't know. I, I just think this, you should be able to answer. This that. might be a rib on us and or well, me now, not necessarily you, because I think you always had good interview questions. But I do think there's something to be said about like more creativity in our interview questions. Like this, yeah, this is hard. this is this is essentially becoming like a, a, a self review. But like realistically, <laughs> I just don't. I don't think a lot of the questions we ask matter as much as we want, and I feel like we've been lulled into a weird sense not like sense of security but like almost laziness where it's like oh well you know what uh, yeah, the leviathans are gonna come in and this phase one i'm, I'm gonna ask them questions especially like gore or something especially if you start getting in the mindset of they won't answer anyway so it doesn't matter what i ask that's when it that's when you're host that's when it's over because then they yep. truly won't give you anything it is really up to the interviewer to incentivize the the interviewee to give a good answer by asking a good question. That's like, that's what it's all about. Um, and this is why Agra was the best caster, by the way. <laughs> that's, hey, it's it's objective, <laughs> not objective, but I appreciate it. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, it, Genetic said he would answer way more openly if we stopped the other team from watching live. Yeah, I think I'm, we absolutely I'm, should. I'm, all right, I'm, send, I'm sending this right now. I'm going to say let's blacklist twitch.tv slash smite game in the booths. Yeah, it's not hard. Um, yeah, you, can, 
even like pre-record the interviews to where like we're just in the booth and you have like an admin sitting behind all the computers or whatever. Right, yeah, well, no, we could do that live. There's an admin in there anyways, like during pre-game. Oh, true, yeah. Like that's, yeah. you know, you're good. Um, I mean, stop whoever mid lane computer looked up Amaranth, you know, got to stay focused on. You said it was a mid laner? Yeah, I don't know who. I think it was you PBM. Don't, you don't know who. You was don't it know PBM? Who it was. Okay. You don't know who it was. That's it said a mid lane PC it. had searched Amaranth. Uh huh. Surely it was a mid laner. Layer saying definitely Shinto. I don't know who it was, but uh, stay focused, fellas. My God. <laughs> You're about to play. Or a maybe. Game. The- maybe they are being focused, you know? Maybe That's they're not... hyping up their testosterone a little bit, you know? Maybe there's some side Back away from the ledge, Barry. Back away from oh, the sorry. ledge. Away from the ledge. All right, let's... Uh, yeah, let's really close that time. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's go to our random question of the week because we're already in an hour. This Are you telling me you don't want to do an hour and a half podcast? I mean, look, I'm... I, we can I keep love going. I like talking hour. to y'all. I know. It's a good time. Um, <laughs> Last time we did like... it with PBM, we sat around for another hour talking after we were Yeah, that's done. usually how it goes. That's usually how it goes. Um... No, it's time for the random question of the week because uh, I've got a little bit of extra work to do before I uh, before I do a little Destiny raid tonight. So I got to get that done. Um, what a what? This is brought to you by my illustrious wife, Joe. Um, she her, she always whenever I have a question prepared it is literally always because she said I've got a question um, mm-hmm. that you could ask, and this is another one from her. Uh, what is everyone's favorite? kitchen gadget that they use what little tool in the kitchen is uh, is making your life easier and also aaron if you're listening can we get a kitchen gadget sponsor for the podcast i'm a we have like every kitchen gadget known to man um and that's and that's it uh like we love them and i'm about to give you my favorite one but but i'm open to sponsoring it's sponsorship from any kitchen gadget for the record so like kitchen when you say kitchen gadget Uh uh-huh uh, does this include appliances like yes. like the utility that we're cooking mm. with, yes. or is it just okay? So not like oh man, I I love my whisk. No, no. <laughs> but if you've got a banging whisk, I am down. We'll say, hold on, I do have a favorite whisk. I'll show it to you. Hold oh on. my god, Gore's going. This is again, oh, okay. excellent podcast content. He came uh, prepared. Bro. Yeah, well, kind of. He had to go up and get it, but that's still. This is really prepared. weird. Not okay. a lot of people will have a favorite whisk. This is not my favorite kitchen. Whatever you say, gadget, right? Uh, gadget. But, uh, so we got, uh, uh, for anyone listening or watching who doesn't know, my, my wife and I got married at Disney World. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when she went down for one of the meetings, you know, we were doing SBL or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, wait, that would have been 2018. I was doing Paladins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chef at, that was going, that made our cake or was going to make our cake, gave her a little whisk that has like a heart in it up here, oh, a heart up so here, cute. and then a heart on the inside. And so this is my favorite whisk that I use. That's a that's a cute whisk. It's small though, Gore. What do you use that it whisk is, for? So this is my buffalo sauce mix, mixing ah, whisk. Ah, yeah. When I if I so typically like you take you'd get like a cup of Frank's, a stick of butter, yep, um, mm-hmm. ghost pepper sauce, cayenne pepper, salt. That's heat hot, that until the, the, Holy. the, the ghost pepper, the, the butter. Yeah, well, not a, not a lot of ghost peppers. Just, oh, okay, okay. Wait, you uh, heat up with the, the Franks as well? Yeah. Interesting. Because it, it reduces the Franks a little bit to huh. give it depends on what you want to do with it. You can right. reduce it a lot to make it like more of a sticky sauce to be right. on the wings. 
Or you can just leave it like more liquidy. Yeah, I'm like, a fan of like only microwave warming, it for 30 seconds. I'm a fan of only warming the butter. That's when I'm making a wing yeah. sauce. The only thing I heat is the butter, and I stir in the warm butter into all the other ingredients, and that I think gives it the right texture that I like. Yeah, that's you know what? That's a good call. Yeah, I leave everything else. Well, I but then you just. I used to make a lot of wing sauce. My uncle's pizza shop, man. That's uh, that's what I'm about. That's a great. I think I've also I think I've also used this for pancakes. Mm, interesting. Um, all right, but what does anyone have a gadget that is not a, a very right. cute whisk? A gadget that's not a cute whisk. Yeah, mine was angels on bikes. Already said it. Mine's probably my uh, blender, just because uh, we make a lot of like sauces and dips now, mm-hmm. um, and you need a blender for like most of those things. So we've been using the blender a lot more lately than we have before. And if it's not that, we gotta okay. This is, like, the lamest thing, but it's, like, a potato peeler or, Uh like, a carrot peeler. (laughs) And this thing peels better than any... This thing peels better than, like, most things ever do their job. Like, there's, like, no resistance. Like, it glides across it. It feels so smooth. You just, like, you take a bowl of potatoes in front of the TV and those things are peeled in, like, ten minutes. And just, like, it's just a nice, relaxing process. Like... I don't know. There's something. There's something about it that just makes me feel nice. That's so if it's was, not my smoothie. It's a little like pe- peeler thingy. That's exactly what I was looking for, Para. That thing that just makes you feel like this has improved my life so oh, much yeah. by not having to spend more time or more effort. That's what it's. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Good answer, Barry. Good answer. Yeah. Or what you got for me? Uh, I would have to go out of sheer amount of of use it gets, and I will give it credit for some life changing things. Mm. Uh, would be the air fryer yes. that we have. Mm. It, yeah. Now it's 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 adjusted over time because I'm pretty sure we did use one already until it broke. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I used to eat a lot of like fried foods. It's part of like when I when I was like huge chunkster, it's because I was eating like way too much fried food all the time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a lot of that was even at home. I'd have like I'd just make chicken nuggets and French fries for lunch kind of deal. Yep. And so you, you know it's a, it's a lot of oil, a lot of fats that you're going to be getting, and like you know, and and things like that. I've learned since then that my skin is just straight up oily, and whether that's like <laughs> residual or not, I don't know. Kind of sucks, whatever. <laughs> but less calories when you eat it out of the air fryer. It gets yeah. it crispy enough, and it, like it tastes good. It's essentially it's just fast. a fancy oven. Yeah, it's, it's a fast. fancy oven. That's all it is. Um, and that I like, like I made my dinner in that tonight. Like yep. I, just, I just, I wanted to heat something up. I threw it in there. It's good for leftovers. That's yep. I, that thing. That thing's useful. I we use our air fryer all the time. Um, air fryer is absolutely op, dude. It heats up so fast. It's so versatile. Uh, yeah, they're great. They're absolutely second great. place is my walk though. I love the walk. I've been wanting oh, to get a walk. That's like one gadget. Yeah, well, I don't even know if that counts as a gadget, but like one kitchen tool that I don't have is a walk. Yeah. That sounds cool. Can you like tell a big difference when you use it or? It's honestly for me, it's less about, well, cause like, I think if, so if you get a good walk that's like seasoned and everything, mm-hmm. it's going to have like some flavor. Like if you're making like fried rice or any yeah. chicken in there, like mm-hmm. there's going to be a base level of flavor that gets added to it that wouldn't otherwise be there. So that's helpful. Yeah. But for the most part for me, it's, I, oh, it's just so much bigger. And so, like, mm-hmm. if I'm stirring a ton or if I need to, like, toss something, <laughs> I've got a lot more room to work with than I do in the, yeah. the other animated. Games. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. But fried rice is a lot of stirring, dude. You, you yeah, gotta you get too. in there. You gotta get in there. There's no doubt about that. That leads into my number two kitchen gadget. Air fryer is a close number three, debatably number two. Oh, wow. But my number two mm-hmm. 
If you all listening out there don't have a good rice cooker, you have been mm. messing up for however many years you have been making rice. Because rice using a rice cooker is OP. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. can't mess it up. You can't. It is it gets you good rice every time. Rice is great. It's the best. I love it. I love rice. I can eat rice every day. It's so I, delicious. I'll concede that. The only reason I didn't think of rice cooker is because our last one broke and I still haven't bought a new one because I'm lazy and I need to go to H Mart. Yep. <laughs> Gotta do it. Rice cooker, absolutely broken. I actually want to get a rice cooker that can cook brown rice a little bit better. Ours is uh, mm. really good with white rice, but struggles a little bit with brown rice for whatever Man, reason. Man, do you know how much rice I'd be eating? if? Because like the best thing about the rice cookers is that you can just leave the rice there. Yep. And it'll still stay warm, warm, right? Yeah. And I ate, so last night I cooked some rice and chicken for me and Katie. She didn't want any chicken. So I just, I took half of it and put it in a like little Tupperware. Yeah. The other half was on my dinner. You know how nice it would have been if today I could have just been like, you know what? I do want some rice with this. Just make a quick like half cup of rice. Bam. Yep. There's my meal. Bang. That would have been so much All nicer. Done. Just so easy, I'm, a, man. I'm going to Amazon right now. I'm buying me an air fr- uh, rice cooker. It's the best. I- it is absolutely worth it. I bought a rice cooker, but me and Destiny, it turns out, we're just not the biggest fans of rice because we mm. never eat the leftovers. I don't know why. Like, me and Destiny are really where we to leftovers. Have you, have you been, have you, did you try, like, making fried rice yourself with leftover rice? That's what it's all about. Mm-mm. That is, yeah, the, that's no, leftover Day-old rice is, like, the perfect rice to use to make fried rice. Oh, okay. That's Maybe the schmooze. Yeah. Like tonight, we made a lot of rice with, uh, we made a good amount of rice with like our dinner, which we had some fish with mm-hmm. using one of a, my MVP of kitchen gadgets, which I'll go over in a minute. <laughs> and we can just box up the leftover rice, put that in the, put that in the fridge and some Tupperware. And then tomorrow, just pop that in a, in a frying pan with, with some other stuff, you know, some soy sauce and all that goodness and make some, make some fried rice. Uh, I'll also throw it out there. Para, in the event that you put on like 100 pounds or aggro, same thing for you for some reason if it just happens. Chat, anybody out there? Best weight loss meal I had, and it's super easy to meal prep, is you just take like two pounds of chicken and then like two cups of uncooked rice. Chop the chicken up, like dice it, cook it, you know, whatever. And then just make a bunch of small rice and chicken meals, like four or five out of that. Mm-hmm. And then you are set for the week. You've got your lunch. It's really like the, the chicken and the sauce typically helps reheat the rice. So it doesn't yep. get like dry. dry yep. And then it's, you know, 600 ish calories. If you, you know, make the right serving size of it. And so it's a really easy filling, but good weight loss meal. There you go. And Gore's <laughs> and the master for sure. He's that's from legit experience because i lost 150 pounds yep Gore that's the some good tech. um but my number one mvp kitchen gadget okay it's the sous vide the sous vide oh. is unreal you guys we have eaten more fish since we started using our sous vide than i have in like years combined and i love eating fish i love it but it was just so mm-hmm. annoying to buy fresh fish at the supermarket and then try and like pan fry it or anything like that. Like it just falls apart. It's awful. It's like greasy, all this kind of stuff. A sous vide is the easiest thing in the entire world. You don't have to do the vacuum seal nonsense. No one cares about that. All you do is you literally like, you get a giant pot of water. You don't put it on the stove. You just put it like on your countertop or on a heat safe surface, of course. And you just put all your food in a bag, um, in, a, in a big like, gallon bag 
and you put like a little bit of butter or olive oil or you know all your seasonings and herbs and that kind of stuff and you just like press all the air out put it in there your sous vide cooks it for the next like 45 minutes at like a hundred it's very specific temperature it's usually like 130 ish degrees it's like literally bath water you can put your hand in there if you want to i don't know why you would but you could um and it comes <laughs> out and it's, gonna just, bathe your food. it's just perfect man it's just perfect. And there's no cleanup because all you did was boil a pot of water and you throw away the bag that the food was in. It's so broken. It's so OP. Uh, is It has absolutely been huge for us. I love our sous vide. Um, and they are expensive, but uh, yeah, I highly recommend them. I thought about buying one, but I just... I don't know, I don't know what your options are for veggies, Bear. I know you're on the vegan train. Um so I yeah, I actually, you can do some veggies, I think. I actually just Googled it, and there's a cauliflower, a vegan cauliflower alfredo that kind of looks banging. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's absolutely so, But how much are, <laughs> what, what's the cheapest, like, sous vide recipe? I'm not going to say the or brand that I have. I'm not going to say the brand that okay. I have so that when we get sponsored uh i could claim it's that one no matter what (laughs) but i will uh, i will send it to you after this uh i did i did a good amount of research on it yeah i've seen one between like 70 and 200 so i mean that's not like too bad yeah i mean it's not cheap it's not cheap you can get like an air fryer for less than that you can get a rice cooker for a lot less than that um Mm -hmm. isn't like Okay, this is getting like super, super culinary. But isn't like yeah. the one of the like easy, like cool things to do with a sous vide is like you you take a steak, you put it in, yeah. and, and you know you like you sous vide it for a little bit, and then you pop it out. You give it like the quick sear. Uh, cast iron sear yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. with like the seasoning and everything. Yep, and then then like you're goaded because yeah. it's like a tie between that or the quick sear, toss the pan into the oven. Right. So the sous vide it basically just cooks it in its own juice. Like that's the whole point. That's why you like. It by putting it in the water, it like isolates it. It doesn't allow a whole lot of air in, all that kind of stuff. That's why you use a Ziploc bag, um, or you or you vacuum seal it. It's all about letting it cook in its own and all the seasonings that you add in there. When it comes out, it isn't like gross mushy, but it doesn't have a crust of any kind because it's, yeah. the heat is far too low. Um, so. Yeah, it is recommended that you sear basically everything that comes out. We did so for like a week. And then we realized that we didn't need to, and it still tasted great. It just wasn't as visually appealing. Um, and sure, you lot, you know, you lose a little bit of that added texture. If we were like cooking for other people and like you know wanted to do it up, we would still do that, and it's still very easy. But it was just creating dishes that we didn't need to. Um, so yeah, and, and as Snug said, it's all about consistency. It keeps it at a very precise temperature over a long period of time. Um, so yeah, when we want to go all out, we still take it out, sear it on both sides, still sear the fish, whatever. Though every time we try and sear fish, it just falls apart. We're the worst fish searers of all time. Uh, <laughs> literally tonight, all we all like Joe had to, had to make dinner because she's the best. Um, she just put some rice in the rice cooker, put some fish in the sous vide, popped some broccoli in the oven because roasted veggies are by far the best way to eat veggies. Oh. True, a little bit of olive oil, true. salt, pepper, pop that bad boy in an oven for yep. like 25 minutes. Yes, sir. Uh, yep. And then it's literally like, just take the rice out of the rice cooker, on the plate. Fish out of the bag, on the plate. Broccoli off the pan, on the plate. And then it's just, our only dish dishes are the pan that the broccoli was on and like the stuff we used, the, the spatula we used to get it off, and the middle part of the rice cooker. And that's pretty much it. Yep. 
You just gotta like wipe nice. out the, the pot you use. That's it. And it was a healthy meal and it was delicious. Dude, I came home last... I think it was like Friday. Wait, I think it was actually the Friday I played. I came home from the gym after we played and I like ran by the store, got some sweet potatoes and some broccoli, threw it in the oven, took a shower, came out, took the broccoli out, sweet potatoes I had to cook for a while later, and literally my whole dinner plate was just a big pile of sweet potatoes and broccoli, just straight <laughs> out of the oven. And bro, I tell you, that was like one of the best meals like I've ever cooked for myself. And it was literally the easiest thing of just throwing in the oven. You As go. you said, olive oil, salt, pepper, like a Wait. little bit of seasonings, like yeah. whatever your spices are that you like. Oh, so good man half so that good. plate sounds really good to me Barra. and the other half i'm throwing in the absolute garbage can sweet potatoes are a crime sweet against potatoes? humanity anyways thanks for listening everybody uh Bro. hope you enjoyed the podcast sbl kicks off the regular SBL cooking show sbl cooking show yes please <laughs> that would be great um sbl does kick off in earnest this weekend very excited to see that um and all the brand new picks and secret strats that we didn't know about uh very excited to see what's going on there um we'll be back next week uh, I believe we also have a dope sponsor coming down the pipeline, I think. Um, Ooh. Potentially excited about that. So we'll keep you posted by then surprising you with an ad, I guess. So we won't really keep you posted at all. Um, but it will surprise you at some point. And that's going to do it. Gore, thanks so much for coming on. Um, make sure you give us all a, a rating. Go follow Gormizer on Twitter. It's right there on the screen. At Gormizer. Very easy. Uh, he's going to be tweeting out their fantasy links uh, teams tomorrow, which I'm very excited about for sure. Uh, but that's going to do it. Thanks for listening slash watching, and we'll catch you next time. Barry, you know what to do. Bye. Not bad, not bad. A little bad, a little bad. It's like it's okay. It's okay. I've done better. I've done, I'm a little let down, but it's fine. It's fine. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.